Oh, okay, look, movies like this end when the final girl kills the main bad guy and the credits roll. It's actually pretty sick in this one. She kicks up the sword and she like kills him with his own machete and she's like, whoop, and Billy's like, and goes right through his hand, like, ta, ta, head splits open, punches it, brain goes out. Duncan! Yeah, so you guys, we're just going to address you real quick. We're recording live, so we're not using our usual gear. We're literally just sitting at a table with some drinks in front of us. Our uh, recording device is sitting on a table with us, so you might hear that a few times. Uh, us shuffling around, so just deal with it. Because <laughs> we're talking about the final girls, and I'm, actually, I'm so excited to talk about it. We just watched it, what, two hours ago? About two hours ago, and Together. this is, what's different about this is, like, we actually got to sit on my couch. I guess there's so much different about this yeah. episode. So, we watched this together on my couch, and then a few hours later, here we are, directly in front of each other, talking about it for the podcast. But also, another thing that's different about it, is you just watched it for the first time. Yep. Haven't you seen every other movie... No. Not including the horror, the Halloween bracket. No. Microwave Massacre you picked. Microwave Massacre. Um, that's right. That's right. Um, there was something else. Because you picked the next one after that too, right? It might have, yeah. I for, Yeah, so I got, I, I got to pick this movie. And I think if you look it up, it's probably a comedy fantasy. Because I asked that when we were watching it. I was like, oh, this is more like a comedy Could but it then it, really do, it does switch to like horror elements so we're a little loose with the horror thing because look we did cover the guest and yeah. that wasn't that was more a, a, a horror, horror movie yeah it was more a thriller but so i thought this was um this was right up our alley as well i think this was more of a well you picked this film. yeah this is not what i thought you were going to pick because you uh won the trivia last last episode when we talked about Black Christmas and I thought you were going to pick something totally different. This was not in my head even though when you used to live in Florida and I'd visit you I would always like, you'd always mention talking about this one. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to see it. I remember when it came out it looked like a lot of fun. Uh, I liked the trailer. I liked the premise which for those of you who don't know about the Final Girls go watch the trailer. Um, it's a lot of fun but basically just to set up the premise real quick, a girl uh, loses her mom in a car accident. I guess that's not a spoiler. I think it's in the trailer. Maybe a spoiler. Whoops. Hopefully you've seen the movie anyways if you're listening to this. Like we always say, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But anyways, losing her mom in an accident. She was an actress in a horror movie back in like the 70s or 80s. And then she and her friends go to a viewing of the movie at a theater some shit happens, the theater catches on fire, and they escape somehow into the movie and get to interact with, like, the camp counselors. It's kind of like Friday the 13th. There's a serial killer. It's a lot of fun. It's very... It's like Scream, like, meta-wise. It's a, a little bit more hokey and aware of itself, but it, um, I've always wanted to see it. The poster art's dope. It looked fun as shit. And then... Um, Every time I ever visit you in Florida, we'd be like, oh, let's watch this, and we never would. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Dylan and I, obviously, we're close enough friends that we have this podcast together, so whenever we do get together, it's not like, hey, let's watch the Final Girls. When we get together, it's, you know, fart let's jokes. play this game, let's make fart jokes, or let's watch a movie. Like, we've watched Freddy vs. Jason with the director's commentaries. <laughs> Wait, so what did we so I got here a few days ago. We watched Freddy versus Jason. Well, I got here and they were already almost done with Freddy versus Jason. Him and his wife were watching it. I watch it every Christmas. And then <laughs> As, and then the next that. night we watched Freddy versus Jason with the audio commentary. And then I think that was it the next night or when did we watch cuz then we just watched the 3 from Hell making of documentary. Oh, that was last night. So last night we watched the 3 from Hell documentary and it was kind of late at night. We were exhausted. Our children, and I was kind of like dozing off a little bit. Like I was kind of nodding out, but I didn't want to like waste any time with him here. I was like, let's toss this on. 
And within minutes, we were like sitting on the edge of our seats, being like, I'm so happy we're watching this. So we watched the Three from Hell documentary, Freddy vs. Jason, with the, with the commentary from Robert England and the director and Ken Kritzinger. Well, it's cool because it's stuff that you and I normally wouldn't. It's not that we wouldn't necessarily watch it, it's just that we both have lives, we both have other stuff. You're a dad, I'm got stuff going on. And, uh,. <laughs> Anything I say after you're a dad just kind of seems like, eh, you don't really have an excuse not to watch this stuff. But uh, there's just so much shit I want to watch. I never really yeah. have time to watch the special features, like yourself. Yeah. Like, you've got the Trick or Treat Screen Factory Blu-ray, and there's so many yeah. special features. It's like, when are you actually going to watch that? I have the Trick or Treat, like, Deluxe Shout Factory, whatever, unopened, yeah. as we talk right now. And the Freddy vs. Jason, I opened it when we watched it. Yeah. So that's how, and I have other things that I haven't even opened yet, but that's beside the point. The That was a big reason of, okay, you know what? This podcast, if I was able to pick the movie this time, so I picked this movie because, okay, now we have to. Yep. Now we have to, and I'm actually really glad that we did. And we've been hanging out for the past, what, two, two and a half hours, not being able to talk about it, because yeah. we can't leave it off Mike, so here we are. We watched the final girls, and a part of the reason why I picked this, uh, Thomas Middleditch has kind of been of a, a running joke, but at the same time, I genuinely love him, and I think this is the closest he's ever been to being in like a horror film. I could be wrong, I wish I would have looked up beforehand, but yes, we watched the final girls, and that is what we are covering today. But you've seen this before. I haven't. Oh, I guess that's the thing. Yeah. I've seen this one time um, before my children were even born. So I watched this one time. So I watched this today. You even made like a comment like, Have you, like, you've seen this before. I was like, yeah, but it was years ago. I went to Best Buy with my... Uh, I think I was a newlywed with my wife, and, it was, and we had just gotten to a new place, and uh, we weren't having our cable hooked up yet. So basically everything was based off of DVDs. And this is when I watched all the Night Round Elm Street movies, Friday the 13th, and we went to Best Buy, and we searched in one of those random-ass bins, and I saw this, and at that time, I was already a fan of Adam Devine and Thomas Middleditch. And here I found, like, a a Blu-ray, and on the front, I can read it right now, it's right in front of me, it says, a love letter to the 80s slasher film, The Final Girls, is delightfully devilish. A quote from Sam Raimi. So, 80s slasher, Sam Raimi, Thomas Middleditch, Adam Devine, Final Girls. Blu-ray. That was enough for me to like, let's give this a shot. Never heard of it before. Had no clue what I was going into. I'm glad you just uh, said that, because one of my questions was going to be, why did you buy this on Blu-ray without seeing it? Um, I mean, it was a wise purchase, but now, but that's something I don't think you normally do. Mm -mm. Um, I buy movies that I've never seen before, um, if they look like fun, or if I just really want to see it, or I think it's rare. Um, so I maybe would have scooped this up if it was cheap. I definitely will say, if we go to FYE tomorrow, if I see this, I'm buying it. So, if that's a preface to how I felt about it. Wow, well, okay. Let's not give it away, but I I like where we're going. Because I'm going to light it on fire and shit on it. Because I'm going to burn it. I'm going to burn it? No. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a good price. It had two people uh, that I was a big fan of. And I'll be completely honest. 80s slasher Sam Raimi. Two people that I really liked. And maybe, in my mind, like I said this before I had kids, I was thinking... I would just put this on the TV and maybe halfway through I wouldn't. Other things would happen <laughs> with my newlywed wife. <laughs> and maybe I wouldn't even catch it. I just needed a good... But I'll be damned if we didn't watch this all the way through and were captivated and totally into it. And also, I wanted to pick this because I have never heard anyone else talk about this movie. No. Besides no. Adam Devine. 
<laughs> oh, really? Yes. He is the only person I've heard, and that's only because I'm a huge uh, podcast listener. And he just recently got into the podcast game. And I think he brought it up because this is where he met his current fiance, the person, like the woman he's going to marry, who is a, another actress in this movie. Um, they met on this film. Uh, Chloe. I don't know her last name off the top of my head. I'm going to say Bridges. I don't care about her. She, I didn't find her that attractive. Well, that's just rude. Hey, listen, people don't find me attractive. So, anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, the final girls. I don't know who wrote and directed it. The name is Todd Schulzen. Schulzen directed it. Written by M. A. Fortin and Joshua John Miller. Never heard of them before. I didn't even look them. Up. I didn't even look them up to see what else they did. I'm only one drink in. Actually, I had a few drinks no, earlier. You're, yeah, you're a few deep. But I've had a chance to sober up. I almost said liquor up. I'm all over the place here. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Guys, we're we're going for gingerbread man part two. Guys, this is rated PG-13, which was a shock to me. That's the first thing that popped up on the screen. And I said, whoa, this thing's fucking PG-13? Uh, I don't know about this. It's gonna it's a comedy and it's a horror movie, but it's rated PG-13. Yeah, that was definitely a... Um, that stopped... I was like, oh, uh-oh. this is going to be something terrible. Yeah, that's weird how that is, because I had that thought, too, of, uh-oh, PG-13, maybe this is not uh-oh. what I remember. Uh-oh, an old Harold Delaney wants to have sex with me. <laughs> that's how I felt. Let me take a sip. Mmm, that's good booze. <laughs> um, sorry. So, we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm already out of drink. We covered the fact that we've watched this movie, right? Yeah. All right, so the people know that we watched this movie. Uh, what um, horror movie do you think this um, gave ode to the most? Probably Friday the 13th, right? Friday the 13th, by far. Yeah. Friday the 13th and The Burning. Which the is Burning like, kind of related to Freddie Moore. It, that's why I can understand why... Okay, so... No, no, I mean The Burning, like the horror... There's a movie called The, oh, the, the Burning, <laughs> oh. and it's about a camp counselor or... Like a guy getting burned, cropsy, and he comes back and it's like Friday Thirteenth. Well, I was gonna say the fact that going back to what Sam Sam Raimi's quote that's on the cover of the Blu-ray, which it should be because that that helped me decide. Of Sam Raimi gives it the stamp of approval. It goes a long way, but obviously uh, Friday Thirteenth definitely is the most I think it took from, but also the main killer character slasher guy that we're going to cover as we go along here uh, was burned a lot, which kind of reminded me of Freddy. And they also had, like, a few shots that reminded me of the Evil Dead. Yeah. So it really took from... When it says a love letter to 80 slasher, I think he hit the nail on the head. There's probably... You know, there were times where, like, I was on my phone a little... Not because I was bored, but I was writing notes. So I wasn't... You know, there was a few times I kind of dipped out. Um... So I'm sure there's, like, on second rewatch, I think there'd probably be more shit that I saw. Um, what are you doing in there, Jeffy? You get me a little pop? A little fizz fizz? What a relief it is? Uh-oh. I wish you guys could see what's happening right so now. So look, this is the first time we're recording together, so I just decided to leave the table here for a second and bring, uh... Bring the Red Bull and the vodka close by in arm's reach so we can fill it up and see where we go. By the way, we are, um, we're, I love the fact that we're recording this podcast in my, um, little horror dedicated room. Guys, that's sick. Uh, hopefully if we get further along, maybe Jeff will post some pictures of it. It's pretty dope. I mean, there's just endless amounts of horror memorabilia, figures, you know. From different franchises, it's really sick. Uh, again, sorry guys if you're hearing a lot of this. <laughs> sorry for hearing this. It's just... <laughs> that's my gla- that's my little Red Bull and vodka hitting the table. That's short for table. <laughs> we will be in trouble for this epi. So anyways, but we're gonna we, try. We watched the final girls and. <laughs> What if it turned out after the end of this, we got to the end, we're like, we finally admit, we're drunk, we're so drunk that we admit, we didn't really watch <laughs> it. 
No, we did. We did. It opens hot. It opens hot. See, okay, so my first thing was, when you were watching this, like you said, when you were checking your phone and stuff like that, and we were also talking and making jokes during it, and um, a part of it was like, oh, man, I feel like he's kind of like, he is not very into this, is he? And I, I was remember, worried that was going to happen. And I didn't remember too much about this. So I, it wasn't even like I was just like, I loved it, and I want to see him love it. I genuinely was like, maybe I'm with him. Maybe I won't like it either upon the rewatch. But as it went along, I do. I found myself like, no, I think, okay, no, I remember why I was into this. But is Dylan enjoying this? He might not be. Maybe he thinks this is too much of a, like a shit comedy or whatever. But as this movie went al- along, like I really found myself remembering why I chose this and why I own it and why I, I like I. I'll watch this, uh, hopefully I'll watch this a lot more recently than I did from the first time. Like, it took me years to rewatch this. I don't think I'll go that many years before I rewatch this again. Um, yeah. The, I don't want to beat it to the punch, but I mean, it's kind of hard not to talk about it. I'm definitely going to rewatch this again, so that kind of says how I feel about it. Um, we'll give it more recommendations later, but... It starts off hot with our lead character, I think her name is Max, played by Taisa Farmika from American Horror Story, a bunch of shit. Um, her and her mom, who's played by Malin, Malin, Malin Ackerman, whatever. Um, her mom is like a struggling actress, and they get into a car, and they're driving home, and they're, they're mother and daughter, and they're nice and sweet, and uh, they actually do something really dope, which is set up their relationship to where it's really believable and like solid and likable um they play this song i don't remember the name of the song but betty davis eyes okay and the mom's dancing and you see it coming a a mile away especially if you see the trailer that's one complaint i remember i started remembering the trailer so it spoiled a few things for me so i knew uh that the car crash was coming however i didn't see it coming the way it does and that's one of my complaints is it looks really bad like, the movie's gorgeous. The cinematography in this thing's really good. There's so much cool imagery. But this, the car is, like, CGI, uh, the car crash, and it just looks unfinished. It looks a little too clean. It looks like they uh, said, hey, can you do a mock-up? And it's like, okay, yeah, here's here's what it looks like. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll just use that. No, 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 it, you got to put more detail. No, 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 it's done. <laughs> and the guy's like, all yeah, right. it's done. By the way, that doesn't mean it looks like complete shit. No, no, no. It just it's, but you can just be like it's okay, glary. but basically it, it it gets the message across. Yeah, it's not like 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 going back to what we said. No one ever we don't hear anyone talk about this movie. So obviously I don't know what the budget was for this movie. I wish that's something I would have looked up. I don't know. If I just picked up the Blu-ray. As you if picked it up says, the Blu-ray to, to see if the it's back like of a it budget said, on it. This budget was for this. Imagine if it did. Like I said, budget was maybe they would only do that if it completely uh made all that money back but um yeah obviously it wasn't a huge thing so i i don't really i don't harp on that too much yeah the the, the crash itself looked a little no no i mean it, 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 it just took me out of it for a second because i saw it coming and i was expecting something different no they do it totally different but they use cgi and it just it, it was a little weird but anyways but um, they did a very good job in a short in that one scene yeah. The, the scene with uh, the mother and daughter in the car, they did a very good job of establishing a relationship between the two and making you like them both. And setting up a moment for later at the end of the movie, which is yes. probably my favorite part of the whole movie. But So anyways, yep, the mom dies, Malin Ackerman, and her whole thing was she can't get any jobs as an actor because they apparently talent scouts and producers only recognize her from... Some shitty horror movies she did. One of them, or the main one being called Camp Bloodbath. Camp Bloodbath. Which was like a shitty 80s slasher movie. And so she's kind of embarrassed by it by now. Um, so we fast forward, what, three years later, I think. And obviously the daughter is still hung up on her mother's death. Um, but she hangs out with her friends. And there's this one boy. I don't even remember his name. Um but who likes her, and we meet some of her other friends. I don't remember their name. It's not really important. Um, there's two girlfriends. One 
the guy she's interested in, Thomas Middleditch, and that's their little group. And yeah, it's her best friend is Alia Shawcat from Arrested. You probably know from Arrested Development, and her stepbrother is Thomas Middleditch, and he's like the nerd horror fan. So he's in the group. The best friend's in the group, and then you have like this bitchy girl. Who Nina had, Debrev, who's in the Vampire Diaries. Who is kind of the, uh, you find out later, they were friends with her before, but she you know went on to be kind of like a bitch because she felt betrayed by it. This is all shit you find out later. But that's the, that's the main group. Well, what they do is they set up this friend group really quickly and really, it's very believable and fun. And like you like these characters so much, so quick, which I was worried about. I thought I was going to hate every single person. Even though I like Adam Devine, Devine, whatever. Devine, yeah. And Thomas Middleditch. And I like Thaisa Formica. And I like all these actors, but I just thought it was going to be really annoying. Instead, they actually all fucking, like, kill it. Each one's very likable. Even the bitch. She's still likable enough, and you believe they're dynamic. Yeah. Um, And so Thomas Middleditch invites Max, the daughter, to come to the showing of Camp Bloodbath for their, like, annual showing of it or something. Camp Bloodbath 1 and 2 at the theater, which is something that, like, I've bought tickets to go see Friday 13th uh, 3D. Like, it's believable shit. It's basically, it's an homage to... fucking go. No, it didn't go. <laughs> Guys, book, book yeah, the, no, no. Booked the hotel, went to Philadelphia, but this is when COVID was just hitting. And... We dated this podcast just now. We did. And I had a pregnant wife. So forgive me for... And by the way, like we were out in like the streets of Philadelphia at nighttime. And people were like... It was it was weird. I don't want to get into everything, but it was a weird vibe. We didn't feel comfortable going. We didn't go. But the point is, there's cult like... I mean, look, we have a horror podcast. So it's... I, I, everything was actually very realistic, believable... Good story, good idea, completely on board. And they and Thomas Middleditch wanted the daughter of one of the characters in this movie that they were showing to show up at the viewing of it. Of course. And he's like, oh, my best friend is best... Or no, my stepsister is best friends with the daughter of the star of this movie, who we saw pass away in the car accident earlier. I want her to go. She wanted nothing to do with it, the daughter... But he offered to do all her schoolwork. Which was fine. I thought that was believable. Like, it's simple. It get, cool. Yeah. Get her there. That's all that matters. I did think it was weird that they invited her, but it wasn't for, like, anything, like, Sidney Prescott-like, where they wanted her to, like, get up and talk to people before. They should have had something like that where, hey, we get up and talk to everyone before the showing? And that would have had, like, a nice little character moment. Instead, they just watched the movie. And, um... There, it's kind of complicated, but basically a fire starts out, and there's somebody dressed as the killer from the movie in the theater that Max bumps into, and she grabs up the killer's machete, and her and her friends are looking for a way out. There's a giant fire. People are panicking, and she cuts a... She asks somebody if there's a exit behind the screen, and they're like, yeah, so she cuts a hole in the screen... And it's glowing white, and they all just climb in, and then they wake up inside the movie. Right. And like I said, if you see the trailer, it really spoils a lot, but hopefully... God damn, how many times am I going to fucking say, hey, if you've watched... If you, hopefully, if you're listening to us, you've already seen the movie. We no, talked about this last, no last night shit. when we listened to the... Uh, when we watched Freddy vs. Jason with the commentary, I told you a pet peeve of mine was... Uh, a lot of times, any commentary I listen to, they'd say, like, now, if you're watching this and you haven't seen the movie yet, go watch the movie first before you watch it with the commentary. And I told you, I was like, who the fuck would watch a movie for the first time with the commentary? <laughs> what? What? Why? Like, what? There's a new uh, Leatherface coming out? Like, oh, man, I'm going to wait for the commentary to come out. <laughs> and then I'll rewatch. I'm not going to theater see that. I wait till I can watch it with commentary, dude. Yeah, come on. I want to hear it. But, so now they're inside the movie, and... The whole group that we mentioned, yeah. all the characters, they're all inside the movie now. And they come to find that out. 
pretty quickly, especially with the help of Thomas Middleditch's character. Because he is the... They did a smart thing by making him the horror fan, the horror nerd, who picked it up right away when they saw characters in the movie pull up in the van. They left. Well, he's able to like quote things. He's able to time yeah. it with his watch, which I thought was going to be a little bit more close. I thought he was going to use that to some advantage. Right. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I, we don't have to dive too deep into like. Yeah, we can't. We shouldn't cover everything. But basically, they they realize quickly that they can't get out of the movie until they finish it. So they're like, "Well, how do we? How do we? Sir, you know, how do we do this? Well, like, let's stay close to the final girl." Well, there's a lot of fun stuff where they realize like they want to try and help the other characters stay alive, um, and that they can actually be killed themselves, and. So that's really fun. I think that alone as a premise is what makes this movie really unique. Because um, at first when they walked... Oh my god. I don't want to go through this whole movie. I know. I'm trying to figure out a way to like continue to do it remember, without like, the scene with everything. Like, the first kill. Billy. Billy's the name of the character. The killer. Yes. Billy. He's like a masked Jason Voorhees character with a machete. He even goes... Like... Yeah. Which I thought was a little too like... It was a little too on the nose. Yeah. Because every time in the movie, some character's about to have sex, the main characters hear that playing, so they know the character's getting, the the killer's going to come close. Yeah. Which is fine, but I wish they'd come up with something different than... They could have went with something else. Anything. They could have gone with like a whistle. Like a... (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh Oh, no. Oh shit. Yeah, you could have. They really. I mean, they had a chance to create their own thing there. Instead, they, they, they just fucking ripped off Friday the Thirteenth, yeah. and that's why this movie's a fucking piece. <laughs> I'm actually kind of pissed. I'm actually, listen, no, I, no, I. So, I hate Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> I will go to my grave, loving Thomas Middleditch, and this is when we smash cut to a few episodes later where we find out he did something horrific yeah. and got canceled. He fucking raped <laughs> because cats. Because everyone got. He not only did he rape Cass, he uh, raped uh, Aaliyah Shawcat that was in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Like he'd rape her. <sighs> Sip of the sap. Cut that out. <laughs> but look. No, I actually like her a lot. She's awesome. By the Everyone way. Everyone in this movie is awesome. And one of my big reasons for picking this movie and liking this movie, uh, Adam Devine and Thomas Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch, already at this time, I think he was, I think he was already involved with Silicon Valley. Adam Devine was already involved with Workaholics. And I've been watching his stuff, Adam Devine stuff before that with mail order comedy, a lot of sketches and whatnot. They kill it. I think they steal every scene that they're in this movie, mm-hmm. comedically. Because the director gave them leeway uh, Thomas Middleditch, by the way, I think I've brought this up before, but he is a improv genius. He has an improv show with Ben Schwartz on Netflix, which I can't recommend enough. I've watched it, all episodes of it, multiple times back. He's a genius, and I think that's a big... You get talented people, and you let them go. Yeah, well, you have a fun premise, then you have a, a talented cast, and you realize your... Especially if your script, your idea, your movie allows for it. Which this is kind of, I don't want to say it's a parody of slasher films. It's not really. It uses the slasher film tropes to the advantage of its story. Because really, what's great about this movie, other than all of that, is the emotional like core beneath it. Like Not only are these all great performers, but they all feel very real. You love their friendships. You love, especially the uh, main character and her mom. That feels like a very real relationship. And even I... Towards the end, got a little like, oh shit, like my parents just moved, so it got me thinking about my mom moving away, and there's some really dope scenes where I read that New Line Cinema was originally supposed to release this, but they wanted to cut out all the shit with like the mom and Max, like their scenes where they're talking and like, wow, and see that they wanted been... to turn it more into a slasher movie, and then Sony I think took it. I think it was Sony. That's Sony took it and they kept all that shit. Yeah, that would have been such a huge misplay. Because this is another thing I wanted to bring up. So they're 
our characters, our main characters in this, are in this movie are within an '80s slasher movie. And I found myself thinking, I was like, you know what? I'm such a fan, a slasher fan of this shit like that, and like the plot that they have. I would watch the movie within this movie. Right, camp. I almost wish that that was a special feature, dude. Imagine. If they had a camp bloodbath movie, that would be fucking sick. The, the, if they just filmed that by itself without any like some of our main characters, I would watch that movie. Yeah. I I mean it's a, a cheese ball. Even slasher. if it was like forty minutes, just as like a special feature, just a short. Yeah. By all means, like I would I would watch that movie. The plot is their count. They're, I keep hoping I'll see it on I the know. back of the box. Like, There's camp know. counselors. They're, they're picking on this guy uh, Billy, right? Mm-hmm. Which. Uh, what was that? Was that a, could that have been an homage to Silent Night, Deadly Night? Maybe. Or Black Christmas, because that's knows? Billy's the name of the killer in that, too. Who knows? They're picking on this guy. He goes, he hides in an outhouse. They toss a, uh, like, firecrackers or something in there. They burn them all up. Then he runs off into the woods. and. <clears throat> it's all, it's really, it's really wonderful writing. It's wonderful improvisation. Wonderful cinematography. I think this is wildly underrated the more I think about it. Dude, that's why I was a, not nervous to watch it, but I don't hear anybody talk about it. And then when I read about it, I hear that it's just like, okay. Which is shocking, because I really came away with thinking like, oh shit, I'm buying this on Blu-ray tomorrow if I find it. I do. N- I would never classify it as, yeah, that was okay. I'd put this that poster up in like, yes, my room. Yeah, I am. I think or the, my Crab Key, my video store room. The longer this goes, I think the more I w- I'm going to think, wow, this is actually like really good. I mean, there's a reason why I picked this shit, and just watching it, I was a little nervous I would rewatch it and be like, oh, okay, maybe I was, maybe I was wrong, maybe I was in a different headspace when I watched this. This completely stood the test of time for me, mm-hmm. from when I watched it last, and anytime Thomas Middleditch and now Devon were on camera, I had... I was I had laugh out loud moments. I had real moments to where I was quiet, watching the scene between like the mother and the daughter. And then I also had scenes of like, oh shit, like jump scares and shit. This movie really had aspects of everything. It it really did. Yeah. And it's this random ass movie that you might not ever think to put in like. I was like, what are some great movies that you like? Your top ten, you, you would never like hear about this movie. So I like, I yeah. As the more we talk, the more it reaffirms the fact that like I love that we're we're talking about this movie right now. Well, and I'm not saying the movie doesn't have its faults. Um, it has a lot of fun stuff, like the, for instance, the remember the booby trap scene? They come up because a few characters get killed. Thomas Middleditch, we think gets killed or does get killed. Adam Devine goes, a bunch of characters, the final, the actual final girl in the Camp Bloodbath movie gets killed. So but all the are, deaths are so good, too. Well, no, what I'm saying is, remember that booby trap scene? Like, they're all setting up the booby traps inside uh-huh. the house. I was, like, pumped. I was genuinely like, okay, let's do this. And then the girl, da- remember, she dances, and that lures Billy to them. By the way, we have a girl who's, like, the slutty girl in the movie who they literally put oven mitts on and t- put a life jacket on to prevent her from being a slut. Because if you're a slut in horror movies, uh, for the most part, you end up getting killed. Which I, I like that bit. Yeah. Like, That's what I mean. But, is It yeah. has really fun ideas and it plays with that. But then there's, for me, a few moments that just kind of fall like flat. And for me, the, the booby trap scene, there were, that was the only lull in the movie for me. Whereas when the characters roll off with other characters kind of like bonding, which was nice, but then they it's like, all right, let's let's get some kills or let's get a little bit more into the horror going, because then they're setting up booby traps, and then when he walks in that door, remember when she fucking fell into the bear trap? Mm-hmm. I was like, like holy shit! But then they hit the log and he hits the door, and from there on everything just like happens so quickly, to where it. I don't know, it was kind of, uh, like, the, uh, sorry, I don't know his name, but the black guy uh-huh. in the movie kisses Ali, Aaliyah Shawcat, remember? Yep. And then he gets killed like that, and then they run upstairs, they hit him with arrows, 
And then next thing you know, Aaliyah Shawkat and then Nina Debrev both get killed. And it just happened so quickly that it was like, oh, shit. Like, well, okay, so uh, I guess I did have like the small complaint of like... I wanted to have more fun with that, is what I meant. I guess it, what, they, what happened with this was, okay, I was... It, I did have a little tiny bit of time where I was waiting for, like, okay, I need my horror element now. Yeah. This is all fun. This is, like, a, a comedy fantasy. Like, we're lost in a slasher movie. And it was all it was all fun and shit like that. And I was, like, having that thought process of, okay, okay, I want some... Sir, hit me with something. Yeah. Hit me with, like, I need the threat. Like, I need the threat. Because we see Thomas Middleditch go... I need to be... I want to be a little scared. I want to, like... Because, okay, so the only thing we had the runoff was, like you said, Thomas Middleditch, who was, um, no, it's fine. He won't kill us. We're not in the actual movie. And then you see him take a machete to his rib cage. Yeah. And, but it wasn't wildly aggressive. He didn't get, They like, played it comedically, which kind of ruined the threat of it. You're like, fuck. That yes. should have been something, like, when he walked up behind him and yeah. that was real, like, Thomas Middleditch should have got his head cut off. Because then that would have been like, oh, shit. Honestly, I wish, I don't know if it was because of the rating that they were going for, but he should have literally taken, like, a straight-up decapitation yeah. or a machete through his chest and then brought it up, sliced yeah. him in half, would have been like, holy hell, yeah. oh, we are in for it. Yeah. That would have been a then, huge Think moment. about this. Both Adam Devine and his girlfriend, or the final girl, whatever, they both die of their own hand, like in the car crash. Like the killer has nothing to do with that. But I think that did make sense with what they were going for. Because no, I'm fine they, with that. But yeah. we're, then we're left for such a long chunk without any kills from Billy. That yeah. It's like yeah. Okay. That's what I mean. So then when we get the booby trap scene, we get four kills that happen so quickly. It's almost just like yeah. I didn't even get really any time to have fun with it and enjoy it because the next thing you know, like we're down to. Literally, Max, the main girl, her mom, and the main guy. Which was a cool scene. Remember where they jump out the window and then it turns into the slow motion? Yeah. Bit where, like, they're aware that they're in slow motion. They're like, they're like what's going on? It's like, we're in slow motion. And then, I mean, dude, this movie is actually a lot of fun. Because you have that, and then you also have, like, before that, uh, like, Am I colorblind? What's going on? But they were just in a flashback. Yeah. They're like, everything goes black and white. So you're experiencing, like, they did a good job of, like, making people feel like, okay, you were thrown into a horror movie and you're trying to survive. Which I thought was a lot of fun. And even, ah, man, this is one of those podcasts that you have to watch this movie before you listen to this. You have to, because we're so, we are so all over the place, pronouns aren't there, we're saying, like, he did this, and so and so, and if you haven't seen this, I apologize. We've got a few drinks, but we're drinks deep, we're enjoying ourselves, we had a long day, we bought horror things, we had a, it is what it is, but, um, Aaliyah Shawcat, and, like, the bitchy character, who you don't like at first, uh... They die together. They, they have, like, a big, like, bookcase dropped on them together. And they're like, run, like, just go. And they're telling uh, our main character, Max, and, like, the main guy character. Our final girl and the main guy, like, they're telling them, get away. Like, we're trapped. You just go. And our the killer, Billy, stabs Ali Shawcat through the bookcase and through her back. And she's still alive. She hangs in for a while. And then, like the, like, the bitch friend... Who's stuck under the bookcase with her? They they hold hands, mm-hmm. they grab hands and they're like go. They pour gasoline to like set Billy on fire because he had flaming arrows in him. And it's weird how a weird comedy fantasy movie can have these like legit, like heartfelt, dope moments. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I we totally glossed over this so. The main character, Max, Tisa Farmika, she's in the movie with her mom. Like, because the mom is the, the, one of the characters in the movie. I mean, she's not aware that that's her daughter because she's just the character in yeah, the movie. Yeah, she's the character. So that's right away. I mean, when they first unite in the movie. Wow. Yeah. 
the daughter's crying because she's getting to see her mom for the first time since she died. Since she died, and so they have a lot of scenes in the movie where they get to just be alone and talk and like kind of they help her character, the mom character, survive. And um, we finally get towards the end where it's just her and the boyfriend character, and um, there's some cool stuff with flashbacks. We're not gonna get all into that, but. That scene when, because uh, there's this whole thing set up all like that the final girl within the movie is dead. So who's going to be the final girl? Well, they think it's going to be our lead character. Well, she winds up getting stabbed. And uh, that's when the mom realizes that she actually is the final girl. So she can't, the, the other girl can't win if she's still alive. So th- that dude, that moment, I literally, I didn't get goosebumps, but I was just like, fuck. Because they have such a tender moment where she's like, you have to let me go. And then it's like, holy shit, that got me. Especially the way it was shot when she was walking out. And then that song comes back. So we're not covering this as well as we should or can. Please well, watch too this. Much. Yeah, there's, there's too, too much. much. Well, we can't. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like there's We can't too much. cover this. Unless we literally just read the Wikipedia fucking... Yeah, we hey, can't cover this... this movie that you probably should already watch before you listen to us. This, more than anything, you have to watch beforehand because, remember, uh, the daughter is now in this movie and she's staring at this woman that is her mother. But her mother is 100% the actress in the movie. I know this is really difficult to explain, but then she watches her mother realize like she's the final final girl you have to let me go but the daughter had the plan of like like no you made it further than whatever like if we can just kill this guy then you can come back and like there's this false hope of maybe i can have my mother back but it wouldn't have been her mother either way and dude that's what got me because my mom just moved it's and it's just like fuck god damn it thanks jeff yeah it, it, it like it was pretty fucking heavy it's like no i want it like no like you can come back you can like i I can bring you out like if we like defeat this guy we get through the movie i'll go back to my real life and i'll bring you with me and then you also have the thought in your head of like yeah but even if you did that's really not her yeah so they have the obviously the smart decision of like the mother actress Saying, like, no, you have to let me do this. And she goes out there, and sure enough, the song from the beginning of the movie, Betty Davis Eyes, she's got Betty Davis she starts dancing, and she takes off her shirt, which, when you start getting naked, like slashers do, Billy shows up. And, by the way, the look of this movie and so many scenes is awesome. The way he comes out of the yeah, fog. Yeah, visual the effects, sky. everything. Yeah, it's really, it's really, uh, really gorgeous. Um, that shot, that whole sequence was probably like my favorite thing. If we had watched that in maybe like a different setting where I was, if I had watched it by myself, I actually might have teared up. Yeah. Just because of the way the music hits, and I'm like, fuck. And she, and she, see, and the mom's dancing and like looking at her daughter, and the killer's walking up behind her, and you just see her like, no. It, it was something. So the fact that this doesn't get that, uh, that is so underrated in the fact that anything I've ever heard about it is just like, it's okay. It's like, what are you talking about? This was great. What more did you want from this? I mean... I, you know, I went into this like, oh, it's rated PG-13. Yeah. I forgot about it because the kills were pretty dope. Yeah. The jokes were funny without being like, I fucked your pussy and ha ha. <laughs> but dude, like... Fucking Adam Devine, the suck a turd line. That's something that would not have been funny, I think, in almost anything else I've ever seen. But it was funny as hell in this. I mean, look, Adam Devine is a strip. Like, he's a legit, he does stand-up, he's a workaholic, he's a very funny dude. And he played a very, he played on par with what Adam Devine is in a lot. So you'd probably like him in a lot more of his stuff. But his delivery and everything he did was so funny. Him and Tom, Thomas Middlemanch both got huge laughs that I'll probably... Like, we'll, Dylan and I will probably have quote Yeah, we'll definitely... This will be something from that now we on. quote, yeah. 
And I actually would like, like, when we get done this, I would love just to watch that last scene again of her going back. Because the music, like, the Betty Davis thing, like, you have to let me go. And she goes into, like, bring Billy out to kill her because she knows she needs to die. But it kind of, like, eases in. The song eases in. Like, like, the way the song begins, it's so, and she starts saying, and she gets closer. And then, like, her, like, the daughter is just watching. And then, like, she's kind of, like, smiling. And kind of, because it's bringing back memories. And then, of course, the killer shows up. And then, like, she looks away. And then there's just, just like, this stabbing scene. Like, yep. And you watch. And she basically, well, she turned away. But as a viewer, you see this, poor, like, this mother die twice. So there's, like, there's, like, horror elements in this movie, like, Big time. They have true horror, 80s slasher horror, comedy, and fantasy. They drama. juggled... Drama. They juggled all of these different balls in Ooh. a very effective and good way. Now you're talking my language. If yeah. anyone can juggle balls. If there's anyone who knows how to juggle a ball or two, I think his name is Dill. I think <laughs> start going. You just see the look on my face. Going to its Cajun guy out. Dude, look at that fucking Chucky doll. These are so dope. Does she talk too? We're going off the rails. She talks. That's pretty dope. Oh, a little sip drink. I love you, Chucky. But yeah. So we watched the final girls. <laughs> How did we start this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> and that so after the mom is dead, that gives her daughter, I guess, the strength to be the final girl, and she winds up killing our hero, and it's just her and her boyfriend love interest character left, and they do some cool stuff with you know the credits rolling in the movie. And they get to see that, and then the, the film actually ends, and they wake up in a hospital. And lo and behold, Thomas Middleditch and her other two girlfriends are alive and well. Um, they all survive the ordeal, and they think you think everything's well. And then, let me tell you, I had a giant smile on my face at the end of this movie. Like, genuinely, but it, the only thing that really sucked was I was like, fuck, there'll never be a sequel to this. Not that there needs to be. No. But the fact that there, it I had so much fun, I re, when I realized like the ending wasn't meant to be set up for a sequel. It was meant to as a joke, like as a in line with this movie, which is perfect. But it was disheartening to know like fuck, I would watch that sequel. Yeah. Like hands down, because um, our characters realize that oh no, they're not out of the movie yet. They're in the sequel. And they do a good fake out because she wakes up, she's in the hospital, she looks over, like, her, the boyfriend who also, like, the, like the newer, the, our main guy boyfriend, who also survived, he's over in the uh, bed next to her, pulls her on the curtain, there's Thomas Mode, like you said, all the friends, and she goes, so, what was it, was it all a dream? And if, I don't really like that cop out. No, in a lot of movies we, where it's like, I thought it was, gonna it was all that. a dream, and I was like, oh, that would have been a bummer. I, I thought like, I was going to do that. I'm gonna have to kind of shit on that a little bit, but then you see Thomas Mitchell goes like, "Oh no!" and he lifts up his. He goes, "Machete wound," and then he makes a joke about like, "I think it was a little rusty too," and they didn't give me a shot. Like anything he does, he makes it funny, even if it's not funny dialogue. He ends up making it funny. So you find out it's like, "Oh, okay, they didn't take that cop out of like it was all a dream and the fire started and you hit your head." No, and then as it turns out. Uh, they're in the sequel. They peek their head out, and it's uh, Camp Blood Part Two. They see the title cards, and Billy jumps through the fucking hospital doors, and you see the final girl, our hero, grab up. I think the um, oh, what the fuck is that thing called? IV bag stand, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she charges toward the killer, and then we go to credits. That's so fucking awesome. And you have the horror nerd Thomas Mildred, like, not 
Like he's like into it. Oh yeah, he's not even. Dude, no, he, he's not even so like awesome. terrified. He's just kind of like, oh, the sequel's always better. Like yeah. the sequel's the sequel's even better or whatever it was. It was just like, you know, I just realized that's kind of a cool little nod because it takes place in the hospital. That's like a little nod to Halloween too, like a sequel that takes place in a hospital. Mm-hmm. So this movie is the final girls, which we watched tonight. <laughs> Dude, they have a cheers. Cheers, B. Cheers to the final girls. That's good booze. <laughs> that was almost as spicy as the South Carolina killer. No, no, no. We can't have that bit, too. <laughs> we this, gotta put that bit in there. We'll forget it in a while. This podcast is so bad already. I don't but, think so. Look, but it was such a... How many times have I picked up the Blu-ray and looked? A lot of times, this movie did a great job of being a horror homage, as opposed to a horror parody. And there's so many things that could have easily made this terrible. The wrong casting decision. If fucking New Line had made it, cut out all the mom shit and made it just a generic slasher movie with like a little gimmick, that I would have hated this fucking thing. Instead. It's a lot of fun. I even, dude, the killer isn't really even anything special, but I would buy a figure of this character or the mask or, oh, like, I really, even though I didn't even really like the mask or the look that much, I still just would imagine that in a NECA box, like up there on the fucking shelf with the final girls oh. and he's got his machete and you know what it is? It- it honestly it makes you think like I was thinking the same thing. It's like if that was a, if I saw that mask or that neck figure, it makes me want it. It makes me want to search for it. But also, it makes you think. Had this had he been a legit, eighties slasher, character, maybe that mask would have been famous. The hockey mask was like you never know. Like who knows? That's like, true, right? like this tiki, guy. But had more people known about this movie. Maybe it would be a big thing. I, I really thought they paid like homage to uh, Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Michael Myers. I thought they really did a good job with it. They juggled comedy, drama, like real shit, fantasy, horror. They juggled a lot of different things throughout this entire movie very well. Have you ever been to summer camp? I've never no. asked you this question. No. You ever been in like Boy Scouts or camping or anything like that? No Boy Scouts, no camping. You've uh, never been camping? No. Holy shit. I grew I grew up hunting. I mean I've sat in tree stands alone by myself, swaying at the top of trees and listening to weird noises in the woods all by myself at a very young age, which probably scarred me in some ways. But no, I never did Boy Scouts, camping. Anything like that. I was never a final girl in a horror movie. I was in Boy Scouts. I went camping. It was fucking weird. We could probably have a whole podcast about that alone. They made me the final girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just ran a train on you and you were last. Dude, they fucking... <laughs> Picks up the Blu-ray again. <laughs> no, uh, actually, I, rem- I don't know why. I was just looking at the Camp Blue Finch on this. It reminded me of fucking camping um, in Boy Scouts. I just remember one night, like we were there. Uh, you were canteen boy. <laughs> Hold on, my dad. So my dad couldn't show up, like go with me that night. He was gonna show up the next night, but he said, "Hey, you want to wait for me, or do you want to go with the older scouts?" Just for one night. And, uh, like, I'll be there tomorrow. So I was like, I'll go. <laughs> and our, cu- our our scout leader, his name was Jason, and he had a van. Well, this motherfucker was, like, fat and slept in the van. And he made us scouts all, like, camp in one tent. And there was, like, eight of us. And all the kids were, I think, um, like, fifth, sixth grade. Maybe eighth. And I was maybe in third fourth grade oh, and I just remember like kind of um, like the 
glimpses. I don't remember a lot. Uh-oh. But I remember they were, like, playing Truth or Dare. They were showing their dicks to each other. Oh, my God. And I'm just in this, like, sleeping bag trying to be cool, but also, like, being freaked out. Like, hey, you guys shouldn't be doing this. So I went and told Jason, our Cub Scout leader, and they were like, don't you fucking tell. So I go over there. Oh, God. <laughs> and I tell him, and he's just like, just go, just go to sleep. If they're still doing it, then, like, you can sleep in the van here with me. So I'm like, okay, and I go back out there, and then somehow I didn't like get f- fucking beat up or anything. But I just uh, I remember just like wanting to go to sleep, and they started telling ghost stories. So I said, I have one. <laughs> there once was a man who was just trying to sleep, so he did. Good night. <laughs> and I literally like remember grabbing my fucking sleeping bag and like rolling myself up in it. A week later, we found a new Cubs, like, new uh, scout team to go to. I don't know what they did to me while I slept. If they did anything. So, today we cover the final girls. And, uh... I have a lot of stories of camping, actually. I remember one time, I was supposed to be asleep in the tent... But I could see, like, the parents, including my dad, at a picnic table. And just because I saw a beer bottle standing up like this, mm-hmm. I wound up going home and telling my mom that they were playing spin the bottle. <laughs> so her and my dad so you... got this giant fucking fight. Because she thought... Because apparently there was this uh, divorcee as part of our... Whatever. That liked my dad. So, like, oh my god. And my dad was like, you didn't fucking see any, there was a bottle on the table because we were drinking. I was like, oh, well, you say so, Pops. <laughs> Just saying, there's a bottle on the table. Could have been spun. We did a lot of cool shit in Cub Scouts and camping. We had a Halloween trail through the woods. Mm-hmm. My dad made a kid uh, piss himself. Uh- because oh. he was dressed as Leatherface and chased him through the woods. Oh, I thought he just forced him to piss himself. <laughs> you piss yourself. You piss yourself. Right you want out. this badge? You want this badge? You, want this? <laughs> you get the piss badge. <laughs> you get the piss yourself badge. Mom, I got a badge. Oh my God! What you? You can tie a knot. No. You can start a fire. No. I pissed myself. <laughs> Consider what? me Miles Davis. <sighs> the final girls. Dylan, I would completely and totally recommend this movie, and I look forward to watching it again. Alternate endings. I didn't know that. Deleted and extended scenes with optional director's commentary, writer's commentary. I've got too much saliva going on in my mouth. (laughs) Well, this might be the most uh, inebriated dude i had so much fun like look at this we're sitting inside your horror room just talking about this fucking movie i know i want like yeah we've got a little drinky drink sip sip going on i've had quite a few drinky drinks maybe people uh, have been listening to us but we talked about the final girls we didn't really dive into it as deep as we have in other movies i feel like we didn't dive into it like crazy deep and it's very confusing to try and cover anyway but the final girls... Even if we were sober. Yeah, yeah. This seriously. would not be... 2015, the final girls. Either way, go watch this fucking movie. I'm sure it's on something. This might be one of the most... The easier movies to access. This might be on Prime for free for all I know. It might even be on Tubi. But if not... Uh, go out of your way. Like, I, I would literally say go out of your way and like, watch go this movie. Go to the movie. store. <laughs> Hit a Walgreens. Hit something. Hit your wife. Don't do that. Yeah. If you don't like this movie, beat your wife. If you don't like but this movie, I will personally pay for you to beat your wife. I mean... I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Do but... We? Watch this movie. Don't watch this movie... I was going to say, don't watch this movie if you're looking for tits. Because there are no tits in this. It's PG-13. It's 
PG thirteen. If you're looking thing. for like a ri- if you're someone who's really looking for like just a generic slasher movie, don't watch this. Which I don't think. I mean, if you're a horror fan, I think you can appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just like, I just want to see tits and fucking people getting stabbed. Because that's not this. This is smart. Um, smart. It's just smart. And they also have like uh, like bloopers and shit at the end where. You could see Thomas Milonich and Adam Devine improving shit, and I, I just have such a love and fondness for improv. So it's literally some of my most quotable and funny shit from this movie is at the very end, like in the, in the gag reel. So, what? Well, it shows you how much fun they had making it, and I think that's one of like our favorite things. Like we yeah. said at the beginning, we watched that Three from Hell documentary, and that made us appreciate the movie so much more because of how much fun everyone got to have and how much effort they actually really put into it. <laughs> this vod- vodka Red Bull's making a making a run for the hills out my mouth. <laughs> Watch the final girls, guys. We thank you. Well, hold on. Are we going to do some horror trivia? Live, in person? Oh my god. Let's do a little dungeon. I wasn't prepared for this. I know. I don't have any cards in front of me. You can run upstairs and Is get Is there them. anything in arm's reach? Nope. What's Do I have any trivia over there? Oh. Nope. Run upstairs and get them. No, we, I'm going to do it from my phone. Oh, okay. We're shaking things up this We're going to shake things up. Hey, for the final episode of Horror Flicks with Art and Nicks, covering the final girls, why not? Fuck it. Well, hey, guys. Thank you for listening. We're going to do this horror trivia real quick. But uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Podcast on Instagram. We don't have a Facebook, but follow us there. We post some cool shit from time to time. Hopefully, we'll post a pic of us recording this podcast episode. <laughs> pick yourself up a copy of Final Girls. The Final Girls. I'm going to read three questions. I just randomly found them immediately on Google. I'm drunk, and this is what we're going with. If Dylan can get two out of the three, he picks the next movie. If he can't pull it off, then I can pick the next movie. But I think these are probably going to be pretty easy ones, because I don't have the energy to look any further. (laughs) Dylan, question one. What movie portrays someone being stabbed? I'm going to read it exactly how it's worded. Okay. So don't blame me for this. What movie portrays... Someone being stabbed to with a knife in the shower. What? What movie portrays someone as being stabbed to to in the shower? With a knife in the shower. There's so many movies like that. I'm not going to win this one. Friday the 13th? The correct answer was Psycho. Oh, shit. I'm fucking... You're drunk. Dude, I'm... I'm going to take advantage of it. Wow. Question number two. You have to get both of these right. But they're both ones that are very doable. Which horror film kills someone by forcing them to eat too much? These questions are such bullshit because these can apply to multiple movies. I know. I'm literally thinking of two right now. You have to pick one, though. That's a fucking poop. That's so fucking poop. Uh, is it Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5? Nope. It's 7. Well, you're picking the movie for this well, episode. Last question. What film showcases death by strangulation with a clothesline in the shower? I don't know. Death by strangulation with a clothesline in the shower. Correct answer was Final Destination. Well, this is tough. Because I have no movie planned. Pass, pass, pass. <laughs> pass, pass, pass. <laughs> so next week, when we are back on Skype, very unfortunately. <sighs> Imagine if I just flew here every... Uh... Every podcast you yeah. just flew here. Hey man, I'm fine. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and pick just because he has no representation to at our what did you say, 19 podcasts after this one? Um, I really have no idea what the fuck you're going to pick because you're looking around your room. I have three things in my mind right now. Booze. I have that running through my veins. That's in my head at all times. Um, There's something that we watched clips of today, but I don't want to rewatch that. Um... I think next we should just go ahead and cover Friday the 13th. The original? The original. Alright, my tits are ready to be milked. So let's hop aboard that Friday the 13th train and head on. (laughs) Hey guys, thank you for listening. This, uh, I love my buddy Jeff here. We started this podcast just because... We love chatting and saying silly shit and talking about horror movies. And this has probably been a prime example of our madness when we're together. Good God. I'm sorry, guys. So, see you, <laughs> see you next time for Friday 13th, 1980, directed by Sean Cunningham. Yeah. <laughs>